episode is sponsored by tenofthose.com, an online retailer of the best Christian books at discounted prices. Do check them out after the episode at tenofthose.com. Welcome to the second season of Two Sisters and a Cup of Tea. I'm Felicity and I live in America. And I'm Sarah and I live in the UK. Felicity, tell us, what have you got in your mug today? Well, today actually it's straightforward Yorkshire tea. For those of you who are listening to the first season, you'd know that I do love uh, the thing that I've named Yorkshire Grey. But we're actually recording this in the morning and I do prefer Yorkshire tea in the morning rather than the Yorkshire Grey. But really, my excitement this morning is that I have acquired in America a chocolate digestive biscuit. It's a big deal. I picked it up probably two months ago, not the single biscuit, the packet. <laughs> I'm a little concerned though because it says on the packet, milk chocolate flavoured topping. Do you think when it says flavoured, you think, does that mean it's not real chocolate? Mm, it's like the what the like the fake icing that you get that isn't actually chocolate it's like chocolate type or chocolate yeah flavor. yeah that doesn't mm, I don't know we'll I taste know. it do the taste test right now well I mean mm. how early in the morning is it for you because it, for me it's not morning so it is definitely chocolate time but I'm getting the feeling that chocolate time is any time for you really <laughs> well we are just after Easter so I feel like chocolate is still a part of you know most parts of the day but it is eight o'clock in the morning it shouldn't be chocolate biscuit time but sacrificially for the sake of this <laughs> actually it tastes pretty good yeah a little a little different but but actually not too bad so okay good yeah <laughs> what about you I've, what's in I've, I've got a Yorkshire tea actually as well I, I think Yorkshire tea goes at any time of day really although interestingly I wouldn't drink it in the morning so I take that back it doesn't go at any time <laughs> of the day <laughs> I don't drink tea Anytime. in the morning. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I knew that. Oh, right. Okay. Well. Yeah. Um, and I've got a little bit of Easter egg to keep me going as well. Oh. To, to pushing that into the biscuit category all of a sudden? No, I'm not saying it's a biscuit. <laughs> just snack to go with hot drink. Fair enough. It's just my chocolate to go with my hot drink. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's really nice to chat to you again like this. We've missed it. I've really I missed know. it. What's weird is that like I do talk about you at most meals because you gave us some um, caterpillars. You gave our kids some caterpillars since we last did this podcast and we named them after your family. So they all have one of your family names. Um, and so we talk about you every meal because the caterpillars sit in the middle of our table. Well, I feel like you, but we talk about the caterpillars that are called your names. I was going to say, like, like the caterpillars seem to be taking the place of any conversation that might actually be about us. <laughs> I know. It's all I about like... how fast you're growing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on a um, different note, we are getting stuck into the book of James this time, aren't we? Yes. Um, and we're excited for it and daunted as well. Felicity, tell, tell everyone who's listening, um, how has it felt reading James for you over the last few weeks? Yes, I now I am really excited to be reading James with you and talking about it because I think that when I have read James on my own previously, I have felt it's one of those ones where you feel a bit kind of challenged all the time and so a body blows all the way through the letter which is like oh I'm not doing that I'm not doing that it's just like a series of this is what it is to live as a Christian and do you know what <laughs> I'm not really doing it very well so it can feel I think and it has felt a bit like a bit defeating to read it and when we talked about doing it 
we both said to each other, this is going to be hard, isn't it? Because <laughs> how do you read James and not just have that sort of feeling that you've just been in a rugby match or an American football match for, <laughs> for that length of time? So while, so I, I, I went into it feeling like, oh, it's going to feel a bit like that. And it did feel like that. And I have been challenged by it. And I think in our conversations, we've kind of highlighted those challenges. So there, there, is, there is hope <laughs> in the midst of it, which I think the more times I've read it, I have kind of gleaned the hope, seen the hope, seen the Jesus more and more. What about you, Sarah? Yeah, I think similarly. I think um, I've, I've, I found it pretty hard to read it. Um, I've What's really been good for me, actually, is that um, I've listened to David Suchet reading it to me on my school oh. runs. Um, and he's got a nice voice, so I like listening to him, and it all <laughs> feels, it's just been lovely uh, accompanying me to school and back, um, and that's been really, it's been really helpful hearing someone read it to me over and over again as I've been listening it through, um, and partly that's what's really helped me in that is that um, it's helped me to see the repetition of what's been going on through the letter, and what James does through the letter is that he nearly in every paragraph he starts my dear brothers and sisters my mm. dear brothers and sisters it, this is a really pastoral letter he really cares for the people he's writing to and actually I don't think I kind of got that before having mm. listened to it that many times and listened to David Suchet telling me my dear <laughs> brothers and sisters you know, this many times <laughs> <laughs> I know um, it's a great like it's a great version to listen to by the way we'll link it on the show notes but um, it's the audio bible NIV audio bible and um, yeah I really really like it yeah I agree um, actually I, I have had been having his voice in my head as well so you know we didn't, yeah. <laughs> didn't talk about that before <laughs> David Suchet is a part of this podcast who knew <laughs> so do you want to Sarah why don't you just um, help us so the brothers and sisters thing it's a pastoral letter as in pastoral he is speaking to Christians so can you just help us think through a bit of the context of the letter yeah so um so the first verse and we're not doing we're not kind of going through any of the verses really today and we're just kind of giving a little bit of an introduction aren't we but the first verse of James says James a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations um, so this letter is written by James. James is actually the half brother of Jesus. And um, so he grew up listening to Jesus, listening to the perfect man, uh, the God who became man, um, saying, mm. saying amazing things, <laughs> doing amazing things and then dying an amazing, extraordinary death and rising again. This is James who, um, yeah who has lived and breathed um, alongside Jesus. Um, mm. But he doesn't pick himself up, does he? He says, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. So he doesn't start by saying, I am his half-brother, <laughs> listen <laughs> to me. He starts by saying, I'm a servant, and I'm a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, he is here to serve. And he, who is he serving? He's serving the 12 tribes scattered among the nations. And so James was actually a leader of the big church in Jerusalem. That church was dispersed and scattered by the Jewish leaders who were opposed to Christians gathering. Um, and you can read about that back in Acts. Um, I think it's chapter eight. Um, and so these people are now scattered across the nations 
believers already in the gospel. So James is writing to people who have already trusted in Jesus. He is assuming Mm. that his readers are believers. They know the good news. They know that Jesus has died once and for all for their sin. They know that he rose again. Um, And they know that they are waiting for Jesus to return. So these are people who already trust in Jesus um, and are living in light of that message. But the extraordinary thing about this letter is that not once do we get a description of the cross or the resurrection. Mm. It's um, it's really, really, really quite surprising (laughs) um, that you'd think, and when we read other letters, we read Paul's letters um, and it's, it's everywhere, isn't it? It's it's consistently, he kind of talks about this, he goes back to the cross, he goes to the resurrection a load of times um, to back up his points. But in James, he doesn't. He assumes you know it. Um, but just because he doesn't mention the cross, it doesn't mean that it's not there throughout the letter. It yeah. is kind of signs of the cross, signs of living in light of this grace are there. Um, throughout it and I wonder whether Felicity you can just help us understand a bit of what it looks like in James language yeah I think that's the thing isn't it because it is a surprise and when you're you're reading and I wonder whether that's partly why we feel the kind of the body blows as we read it because we're kind of more used to reading the Paul letters where he's just quite quite clear like this is the cross this is where we need to put our hope Jesus 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 and James does do it but just in different language and different ways and actually um there are two big kind of um moments of grace or grace springs Sarah and I have been <laughs> kind of calling it that that then there are two big moments but then actually the whole letter is underpinned by these things so if you just have a quick look at um chapter one verses 16 through to 18 he talks about God the father the head of the heavenly light so that the unchanging God He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all all he created. And that word of truth that we have been given birth through that word of truth, that is the means by which we have grace. So in James language, because then he goes on to say a similar similar thing later on. He says, humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. And I think that word that he's talking about is is Jesus, is the gospel, is the cross, is all those things kind of packed into this one reference. And so all the way through the letter, we're being called back to that word of truth. And mm-hmm. if you were to flick on to chapter four, you'd see this same kind of idea that as we then, we see the word of truth, we actually, as we see the law we see God's call to us in how we live which we then fall short of but then as we see that we fall short of it we then can come to chapter 4 verse 8 come near to God and he will come near to you wash your hands you sinners purify hearts you double-minded grieve mourn and well humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up and all the way through James we seem to have this this um the grace that comes through humility so as we see through all those body blows all the challenges we see how far we fall short we love that we have the word of truth through which we're saved and as we have that we know that we can humbly come to God and he will lift us up and I think then all the way through the letter we see little moments where 
God lift us up. And at the very start, actually, back in chapter one, um, James says, those who are lacking can ask God for wisdom. And ultimately, that's what it is, wisdom, in order that we might know the word of truth that we have, know that we can come to God and he'll come near to us and he'll lift us up. So it's kind of different language, but it's very much still there. And I think that as you read the letter again and again and again, you see it kind of seeping through more and more each time. So it's wonderfully hopeful. That's really helpful, Felicity. And I think it's just there's a bigger picture of what grace looks like in this letter, isn't it? Mm. In terms of actually what James puts forward is actually it's a vision of living the Christian life where he says the perfect law that gives freedom, like to live the law of God, to live out the call to love God and love our neighbour is actually a freeing thing. It is a good thing and it is a, a wonderful thing to strive towards. And he's desperately wanting these believers to see the precious nature of living in light of God's grace and how it impacts the whole of life. In the the last um, verse of the letter, um, he's he's really, he's got passion about this all the way through and it kind of comes to a, comes to an end at the last verse of the letter he says my brothers and sisters if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back remember this whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sins he desperately does not want these believers who are stuck in different having different trials different temptations all over the place he does not want them to wander away from the truth and all the way through the letter, he's, he's warning them, isn't he? There's a, there's a ton of warnings not to be double-minded, not to have one foot in being a believer of the Lord Jesus, but mm. also, oh, I'm just going to have one foot hedging my bets in the world just in case this life doesn't quite pan out in the way that yeah. I want it to. Would you say that? Yeah, and I think that's right, isn't it? So the double-mindedness that he talks about from the very start he says, don't be double-minded, like seek God fully, truly, run to him, trusting mm-hmm. that he is God. And I think actually in that, trusting that the word of truth is the thing that saves you, the law is good, trusting God's perspective on the world. And so double-mindedness, which seems to be running through the letter as the root cause of why we might wander away from the truth and as you say that foot in both camps just that's been we've talked about that a fair bit haven't we like what it is to kind of be trusting God but also just having a little backup plan as Mm. well and actually kind of trying to do the splits a bit between godly ways and worldly ways and that's where you fall down that's I think that's James's kind of like big warning like don't do that that's where you're going to fall down Come back yeah. to the word, humbly accept the word of truth, God's way. And that's, that's going to... Yeah, because I, th- I think his kind of, his drive on our hearts in this is that actually wandering away from the truth doesn't often look dramatic. It starts with being double-minded and just thinking, well, more, I'm just going to hold on to the world's way as well as God's way. Yeah. I'm just going to hold on God, to God and my money or and the way that I speak to someone or and how I treat someone like this like the world might do um but slowly and slowly and slowly that becomes more normal and that mm. can um lead to wandering away completely from the truth and he's, yeah. he's so he's, he's wanting to he's you know I was going to say gently sometimes it's not gentle in this letter <laughs> but he is he's got he's you know he is a, he is a pastor at heart and he's wanting to warn his 
Mm. Christians around the world um, to keep keep holding fast, to keep standing firm, keep steadfast to the truth that you have already planted in you. And what's I think what's really encouraging about this and what we've been dwelling on um, more recently as we've been talking about this together is that actually this, this is a community thing, isn't it? So yeah. his command at the end of the letter is if you see someone who's wandering away, bring them back. Um, so I think it's not only there's a challenge, the big challenge on our hearts is, are we wandering? Are we being double-minded? But also, do I know someone who is and how can I help yeah. them to come back to Jesus? Yeah, and that's and that's and we've realised that just as we've been talking in preparation for this, there's been a real kind of, as we've seen our own hearts and talked about it and talked about the truth, like, it's been a wonderful thing to see actually God is working through this letter as we talk about it together. And so I think we were saying we'd love to encourage you as listeners to be talking about this letter with others. And actually we're thinking that with our show notes, every week we're going to have some questions which will help you to talk about it with others. We really think that the best thing to be doing as you listen to this is to be in community with others um, doing this. So we're going to, in our show notes, have questions each week that will help you kind of get the conversation going and to help us as a kind of community, I guess, um, grow as we listen and, and read James together. Yeah, definitely. So if you know someone who you think um, you'd like to study James with, maybe they live far away, maybe live on the next door street, whatever, give mm. them a call this week and um, ask them to listen to this uh, first episode and say, why not? Why don't we listen to this together? Let's do, do like we encourage you to do this with someone else. Have a cup of tea with another sister <laughs> yeah. in Christ. Sit down, whether you can see them in the flesh or not over Zoom or whatever else it is and um, sit down with them and enjoy doing it together. Um, and we'd love others to be yeah, getting a hold of this and starting the season with us. Um, and we'd love um, you to give us a review on um, iTunes if you can. And that just helps people to get the word out that our new season is starting and kicking off so that people start at the beginning of the season with us and can do yeah. that in kind of real time as well. Yeah. Um, but we need to wrap up. Felicity, would you like to pray for us as we Absolutely. close? Absolutely. Sure. Okay. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for the letter of James. Thank you for how you are at work through your word. And we pray that as we start this new season, as we go through the letter of James together, would you show us our hearts, but also show us the word that's implanted in us? Would we be those who humbly accept your word? And so would we be those who persevere, who are steadfast in in choosing your way? Uh, Lord, pray that you'd really be with us as we go through this letter over these coming weeks. And we pray all this in your name. Amen. Amen. It's been a joy, a joy, Sarah, to be back together. Well, oh, it's so together. good, isn't it? I know. Yeah. Can you believe it? We're, we're edging on two years of not seeing each other in the flesh, which feels oh. very painful, but all the more better when we see each other like this over a cup of tea. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. So thank you everyone for listening along. We're so excited to be digging into James with you. And as Sarah said, do leave a review if you can. Tell others about it. Let's get a community reading together as we read James. So we'll see you, hear you. You'll hear us next time. Yeah. All right. Take care, everyone. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of Two Sisters and a Cup of Tea. This podcast is sponsored by tenofthose.com. Do go and check them out now after our episode at tenofthose.com.